Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Sure hope you are having a great day and very, very happy that you're choosing to spend a little bit of it with me for a look inside a recent conversation I had with one of my clients. She is a mom. She has a traveling husband. She has her hands full all of the time. And she's got a really interesting story in that She struggled for most of her life always feeling like she had to be on a diet. And if she wasn't following some plan, she was out of control. And for most of her life, she felt like her only weight loss strategy, the only way to stay in control of her weight, was to eat less. And so it was bouncing from one fad to another and never feeling like she felt amazing. But... Through the fat loss fast track, she created that rhythm and that routine so that she didn't feel like she had to always eat less. She was eating in a way that responded to her body, where she wasn't hungry, but she was getting results and having the energy and the vitality that she really wanted. And she talks about what changes she made and how she made them. The interesting thing about her story is that everything kind of got thrown off kilter when she had a baby. Everything changed. Her appetite changed. The fat loss friendly breakfast that had been appealing to her wasn't really appealing to her anymore. And in our conversation, we talk about how to drill down from this general sense of I've sort of lost my flow, my momentum, my mojo, to drilling down to the real problem. Not just this sense of everything was working and now it's not, but what specifically isn't working, what specifically is working, and how can we make improvements? So we really walk through that in a lot of detail, a lot of practical stuff, a lot of troubleshooting in this episode. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I've shared that one of the reasons I'm introducing my clients to you in this way, like I do a couple times a year, is because I think it really helps to hear how people navigate through difficult times and also how people create success after struggle or how people create new habits. The other reason I'm having these conversations with you now is because when this episode airs, Fat Loss Fast Track Summer Session Registration opens the day this podcast drops. So what that means is the 12-week group kicks off on July 9th, but this episode is airing on Tuesday, the 20th of June, which means registration for the Summer Fat Loss Fast Track is now open until it fills up. I have a series of free webinars this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week, which is the 20th, 
21st and 22nd of June. If you're listening to this in the future, no worries. I've got you back. There'll be another Fat Loss Fast Track in the fall. But these webinars not only are going to talk about the Fat Loss Fast Track, but they are also going to talk about how people create success within them, because you can apply those strategies even if you're not in the Fat Loss Fast Track, and also the tricks and traps that keep people stuck, keep people from making progress, and how you can avoid those things. So if you want to join one of those live webinars, or if you want to join the Fat Loss Fast Track, head over to primalpotential.com. You can either go to the shop tab, which is right up on the homepage, or you can go to the show notes uh, page for this episode, and you will find more info there. But for now, I want to dive into this conversation where we're talking about how to create momentum and then what to do when you lose it to get it back. How to troubleshoot, identify the real problem, and implement a solution. I know you're going to love this episode. And we pick up this conversation when I'm basically saying, why did you begin with the Fat Loss Fast Track to begin with? So big thanks to my client that was willing to share her story. I know you're going to love it. Let's dive right in. Where I'd love to begin, like I said, you've been with me for quite some time through multiple Fat Loss Fast Tracks and into the Master's Club. So tell me a little bit about what you feel really good about. What changes have you made that have made you proud or that have created positive changes in your life? Okay, so the the biggest thing is like I've stopped like bouncing around from fad diet to fad diet, Mm. which like didn't necessarily not work for me in the past, but really it wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Like I do a juice cleanse and then I would do a cabbage soup and then I would, and I'd lose weight and I like, but it was like exhausting. And, and I, I felt like I was always just like bouncing from one novelty to a new novelty to a new novelty. And it was taking up a lot of like mental real estate for you. Yeah. And then when I didn't have one to do, I was all out of sorts. Right. Was there a sense that you didn't know what normal was? Definitely. Or like, like I, I feel like I was ending up starving myself a lot too. Not yeah. starving, but just like my only real strategy for for weight loss was like, well, I just have to eat less. I right. just have to, I have to eat less. I have to eat less. So you know, one of the things you know we talk about a lot in the fat loss fast track is eating in a way that makes you feel amazing, right? That makes you feel yeah. your best, and so that can be a big shift from just eat cabbage soup all day long and you'll lose weight, but you won't necessarily thrive or feel your best or feel healthy and strong. So what did that look like for you? Making that change to go from here are all these rules that you just have to follow to what really makes me feel my best. What did that, I know it's been quite a while now. No, no. The first thing was having a fat loss friendly breakfast every day. Mm -hmm. Like, that I feel like set me on a good path. And then I just started like the other carb strategies where mm-hmm. I didn't, I would just try not to have any carbs until after five. Yep. And then sort of see in the evening, like around dinner, like how many, how many carbs really worked for me mm-hmm. and all that. So like that before I got pregnant, I was like smooth sailing pretty much. Like I had completely changed my habits. I was on a really healthy like eating clean, feeling great, better, like 
feeling better than I felt in years. Mm -hmm. And then I got pregnant and like all those things like started to slip a little bit because my, my hunger was different. Like everything felt different. So, so that's another thing. But, but what did work were those things like yesterday was my birthday and a year ago on my birthday, I remember thinking and planning like a week ahead, like I'm going to have a piece of cake on my birthday. I'm going to enjoy it. I know where I'm going to get the cake from. And it's just such a different mentality than I had had before where everything was like a crapshoot. I was on or I was off. Yeah. But I remember like leading up to my birthday, I had just been feeling so good and just in this rhythm with like have a fat loss friendly breakfast. If I want carbs, I have them in the evening. I only have a little bit. And when I want a treat, I plan for it and enjoy it. And that's it. So like that, that works for me. Right. And then enter baby. Yes. <laughs> enter, enter baby and, and now with the toddler. Yeah. And traveling husband. And like, it, it's, it's been just like I've been letting myself like slip more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if slip's the right word, but just like, I don't know, doing things that don't feel as good. Okay. So that's what I want to, I'm glad you said that because that's what I wanted to get at. It's one thing if it's just this mental, this mental framework of I'm letting myself down. It's a whole nother thing if it's like, I just don't feel as good as I know I can feel. Yeah. So first of all, happy belated birthday. Thank you. (laughs) And how old is your littlest one? He just turned two a week ago. Okay. So toddler, traveling husband, everything is crazy. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like in terms of looking at the habits, fat loss breakfast, carbs at night, planning indulgences, which, if any of those, have you maintained the most consistency with? Oh, that's such a good question. I would say, oh God. I would say until like a month ago, it was fat loss friendly breakfast. And then I just like lost the taste for my normal fat loss friendly breakfast. And so then what happens? All right, let's pause there. Oh, so then you, what so happens you... is then I don't want to eat anything okay. or I eat something that I know isn't going to work. Right. Like what? Like almonds and cheese. And okay. I know that doesn't work. It's like, I keep hoping it's going to work. It doesn't work. Tell me it, why. Is it because it doesn't satisfy your hunger? Is it because, yes. okay. That's why. Then I'm hungry. Like I'll have that at eight, at nine, I'm hungry. At 10, I'm still hungry. What was the fat loss friendly breakfast that was working for you that you lost okay. your taste for? A full cup of egg whites, which mm-hmm. I, I know regular eggs are good for you, but like it took me a long time just to learn how to eat an egg. Hey, like yeah. no one in my family eats them. Sure. So I'd have a full cup of egg whites, mm-hmm. um, whatever veggies I had in the house, mm-hmm. and two ounces of cheese. So it was like a pretty big breakfast. Yeah. But I would eat that. And then like sometimes bacon, sometimes if I – I could tell with my body like, yeah, I can't have the bacon right now or yeah. I or I need it or whatever. Yeah. But like that, the basis was a full cup of egg whites, like two ounces of cheese and whatever veggies. And that I would eat, say at eight and mm-hmm. by like noon, I starting, starting to maybe get hungry. Got it. So here's the great thing about kind of troubleshooting. All right. This was really working. I lost my taste for it. Then I started eat, either not eating at all or eating something that didn't really satisfy me. The great thing is 
there are lots of ways to address this. So let's talk about what happens when you skip breakfast, right? You don't have your taste for your favorite meal you like. What, what is your experience with not eating breakfast? The whole, the whole day is like haywire. Okay. Why? In what way? And, what and is haywire? Like, and I don't have to eat it at eight. Like sometimes I prefer even just to eat at 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. Kind of just depends like what time my son gets up, what I'm doing with him. But haywire means like then I'm snacking all day. That's exactly it. what it means. It's like snacking and I, that's the worst feeling for me. And are you snacking because you're hungry or are you snacking? Cause you're like, well, I didn't have breakfast. I need to eat something. Number two. Okay. All right. So it's a mindset thing. Yeah. So I think, I, I think. Got it. Yeah. Are you tracking your hunger throughout the day? What does your journaling look like right now? My journaling right now, it just looks like what I ate. And then, you know, I seem to only track it when I notice like, oh, this was a really good meal and kept yeah. me full. Right. I and get then that. if not, I see like just a lot of like little entries. Got it. Okay, so you know in the Fat Less Fast Tracks and stuff, if somebody says, ah, it's not working for me, I'll often say, send me your journal. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. And one of the things I see in journals of people who aren't really where they want to be is that they're those cursory little entries. Like I can tell that eh, not a lot of effort or thought went into that journal. Now, yeah. if you're saying, I think it's just that, I'm, I'm thinking about food more. I'm justifying the fact that I hadn't had breakfast. I feel like I should eat something, but you aren't sure. What I would really recommend that you do is instead of trying to solve every problem related to breakfast, mm -hmm. try to understand the problem more completely because it's kind of like the cliche saying, um, measure twice, cut once. The more we understand the problem, the task, the more effective our solution is going to be. So if we don't fully understand what the problem is, then we're sort of stabbing in the dark at potential solutions. Cause we could say, Oh, well try this for breakfast or try that for breakfast. But the truer solution might be about paying more attention to when you're hungry and when you're not right. Yeah. So the more Intel we can gather about the problem, the more effective we're going to be in coming up with a solution that works because what a lot of people do is they just sort of pull a potential solution out of a hat and mm -hmm. then they're putting forth a lot of effort, but they're not getting at the real problem in large part because they didn't define the problem well enough. Yeah. I, that I think is definitely happening with all my issues. Yeah. So actually. what I would really encourage you to do here is, Instead of, and I get how frustrating it can be to be like, I was in such a good place and everything felt really easy and I felt amazing and now I don't. Getting to a place of being less reactive and more mm -hmm. observational. Okay. How do I feel right now, right? Like if you go for the almonds and the cheese, first ask yourself, number one, how hungry am I? Not just am I hungry, yes, no, but on a scale of one to 10, how hungry do I feel right now? And what if I just wait it out by 10 minutes and see how I feel? And mm -hmm. this, okay, what do I expect the outcome to be if I have the almonds and cheese? I know what you would say there. You'd be like, I'm going to be hungry in an hour. This is stupid. Yeah. But sometimes we just rush and we're so reactive because we want solutions to our problems. And what I want you to do is step back from the solutions and instead look to understand more completely what's going on, you know? Yeah, and I feel like another part of it is like, 
I I never know what's going to happen with my with my son and with my day. And so a lot of times I'm like, all right, I need to eat. It's either like now or never. And you know, that like, is crazy because it's not house. now or never. Right, right. <laughs> but I'll think like, okay, we're about to leave the house and the next time I'll be around food is four hours. So I right. have to eat now or I'm not going to get to eat. And I think, but I think what, that's more part of just understanding what the problems are. Exactly. And I think too, when you are paying attention, and you are, instead of trying to react, right? Because that's a very reactional thing. Like, oh, yeah. I need to do something. When you can say, well, maybe I won't be around for food for four hours, but I'm not hungry. So do I need to eat right now? And you can, when you're just being observational, what am I thinking about? How am I feeling? Am I really hungry? You can see drama in your own thoughts. Mm. Like, okay, so you get hungry when you're out and about. That's not an emergency. It's not even a problem. It's data, right? Yeah. How hungry did I, I get? I know. I know. We say that. That's one of my really big things is like when I'm hungry, I can like let it go a little while, but then I get really hungry. Yeah. And that's, but that's okay. Like I'm yeah. not saying endure intense hunger, but what I'm saying is while you're trying to figure out what works for you and, and really be aware of your thoughts, if on a couple of occasions over the next couple of weeks, you get really hungry, as you say, so yeah. what? Like, right. nothing bad is going to happen. You'll yeah. get to food, you'll eat it, it'll be fine. And I think that perspective of like, this isn't a problem, because hunger doesn't hurt, right? It's not painful. Even intense hunger, it can be uncomfortable, but it's not pain, it's not a problem, it's not a crisis. And again, I'm not saying endure extreme hunger. What I'm saying is, Pay attention without panicking, without eating just for the sake of eating because you're afraid of some future feeling. Just be observational. When you wake up in the morning and you're like, God, I don't feel like having egg whites and veggies this morning. Be like, well, how hungry am I? And yeah. what if I give it 30 minutes? And then you think, well, I've got to take the baby out. And we're not going to be back for four hours. Well, is that a problem? Like it would give me a data point of what happens if it's four hours into the day before I eat. So we had a day, like a family day a couple weeks ago where, um, I didn't have breakfast. We went to my in-laws. I had like a really nice salad for lunch that was mm -hmm. really big and it was the same thing at dinner. And mm -hmm. like, I didn't have control of my eating times cause you know, I was with a group sure. and I, and I felt so good. And I know the days I have like two big meals, I really feel my best. Mm -hmm. But I also felt like during the day a lot, I was kind of distracted by my hunger. And I kept saying like, all right, I'm not going to eat like the food that's out in their house. I'm going to like wait till I have the meal that I want. Sure. And I felt amazing at the end of the day. And I'd like to have more of those days. Mm hmm well, I think that part of that is you're not as experienced with that. So I don't think it's so much that the hunger is distracting. It's your thoughts about the hunger that are distracting. Yeah. It's your thoughts about the food that's available. And so that harkens back to when we say, you know, easy is earned. Like the comfortability with that right. takes practice. Okay. And so that might be, you know, part of your observation, like learning to not we fuel thoughts with our attention, right? So if you're hungry and you're like, oh my gosh, I could have this. No, don't have that. Wait until mealtime. Oh my gosh, but everybody's having this and oh, I'm really hungry. Those thoughts take over because you give them attention. 
Mm-hmm. Attention is the gasoline on the fire when it comes to our thoughts. So I don't think that it's so much from what you're saying that your hunger itself distracts you, but your thoughts about the hunger. Yeah. So if you know you feel your best, then it sounds to me like you just need more experience in those situations so that you aren't as reactive or uncomfortable by the distraction of food. And that just takes practice. That makes sense. So it might be that maybe, uh, let's say that you've done that two meals and it's you felt your best. Let's say you've done that. I'm pulling numbers out of a hat here. Let's say you've done that three times in the last three weeks, right? Okay. Had two meals and felt really amazing. Then what you might want to do is say, I'm going to intentionally create that three times this week, right? Okay. And so that is your practice. It doesn't mean you practice it every day. You know, you might have a breakfast meeting one day or you might wake up really hungry one day and that's all totally fine. The goal is not to be a purist, but if you have this hunch, this informed opinion that you feel amazing when you have two bigger meals versus three meals or snacking and grazing all day, give yourself intentionally more opportunities to practice that strategy. And just really pay attention to how that goes. And know that if you keep bringing your attention to, I'm hungry, everybody's eating, when's my next meal? That that is going to fuel the fire of the discomfort. But if you redirect that to, well, this is going to make me feel my best. And I'm excited about feeling my best. So what can I do over the next hour to redirect my attention? I'm going to take the baby for a walk or I'm going to, you know, whatever it is that you're going to do really be a good steward of your attention on those practice days. Cause that's going to be the difference between it's hard or it's easy. Right. Okay. That's great. And then, you know, I know you mentioned as well, like indulgences and it used to be that you were Ugh. very deliberate about them, but honestly I would tackle just one thing at a time. Yeah. Because I think that the mindset training and the discipline that you garner in practicing this strategy to see if it's true that yes, in fact, you do do better with two larger meals a day versus three or three in snacks, the discipline and focus and mindset training that you develop in this practice, I think will naturally improve your other choices. Like on these three days, random number, where you're practicing two meals a day, two bigger meals a day you're not going to be indulging in all sorts of crap. You're just not. So it's built in practice for these other issues. And the reality is, let's say you pick that number three days a week and you go with it. And, you know, 10 days in, you're like, oh my God, those days I feel amazing. Then you Mm -hmm. might find that you actually make it four days out of seven instead of three, just because it feels so damn good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that strategy as a starting point? Because we could talk about 87 solutions to 95 problems, but it's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. One yeah. No, focused I think objective. that's good. I think that's good because I feel like I've been, I've been sort of meandering that way and like yeah. just trying to get back to the three meals yeah. and not the extra treats and the all day eat eating and grazing. Yeah. But like the part that is bothering me a little bit is like, I know the two big meals right. is really good for me. Right. Well, and here's so the think, thing. Our, yeah. our preferences cycle. I know for me, I'm more likely to eat breakfast in the winter when it's colder, 
when, you know, in, in terms of in the summer, naturally the warmer weather can have an appetite suppressing effect. And so we eat a little bit less. And so it's normal to fluctuate. And just because right now you feel like that's the strategy that works for you, it doesn't mean it will be forever or it will be six months from now. But it right. sounds like you have this strong intuition. I know I feel great on those days. Yeah. Then let's build towards practicing that implementation and really, really paying attention to number one, how it makes you feel. And number two, your thoughts on those days about why you're doing it and what you want to achieve instead of, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Like do not fuel the food obsessive thoughts. Right. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. Totally. So let me, I think that's a great strategy. I want you to keep me posted on how it goes. Let me kind of wrap up with a question for you, kind of a, a hard right turn here. You have been through multiple fat loss fast tracks. You are in the master's club. There are lots of people who are on the fence who know they need to make a change, know they need to take better care of themselves. They want what you described in terms of like feeling like you're in a rhythm, in a groove, where you're making great choices and you're very deliberate, but they're not there yet. And so yeah. if you were chatting with some one of these people and they were like, oh, I'm thinking about the fat loss fast track, based on your experience, positive and negative, what would be your two cents to somebody who's like thinking it over, but just not really sure yet? Oh God, I feel like um, <laughs> having found, I'm gonna, I might cry, I'm gonna try not to. But I feel like having found you was like a divine God's intervention Aww, and doing that. It's true. <laughs> and I feel like I could have gone the rest of my life like yo-yo dieting and gaining 20 pounds and losing 10 and gaining five and losing five. And even now, even though I still have things to like improve on and work on, I feel like I, I know where I'm going yeah. and I'm never going to be lost again. Mm. You know, like I'm never going to feel like, oh my God, this is, this is not possible. Yeah. And so I feel like if you, if you're the kind of person that feels like weight loss has never worked for me or it's impossible or I'm never going to know what to do, it's like it's so worth it to spend the 12 weeks and build the good habits and have something like you can come back to and keep building on that actually works. Well, so. you're amazing and you're totally going to make me cry because I I was one of those people that felt lost too. I felt like it was just my burden in life to be the big girl. I was obsessed with diets and weight loss. I always felt consumed by it. I never felt free to just enjoy my life because there was this cloud of like food drama over me all of the time. Yeah. So I get it. And, you know, all the credit goes to you for doing the work and for honestly saying like, so many people let their ego get in the way and they look at what they've done and they aren't willing to say, and here's where I'm struggling now. But the fact that you're like totally aware of where you've shifted a little bit and you're engaged in the process of how to get back, it's just so inspiring. It really is. It is so like, inspiring. I'm, I'm in these like Facebook groups with all these moms, you know, yeah. you join them like after you have the baby. And that's where I found out about you. And I, I really think like I had let myself before my first pregnancy, I was really, I just stopped exercising because I was like, oh, nothing's working for me. Yeah. Like I just was so, and I had gained 15 pounds and just was all over the place. And it's so far from where I'll ever go back to now. Mm -hmm. But now people in the group are like, what has worked for you? And I'm like, you have to listen to this podcast mm -hmm. and then do one of her programs. Like just if the podcast speaks to you, do it. Because I thank God that somebody 
wrote that and I saw it. And you acted on it. Yeah, but like if I never saw it, I just can't imagine where I'd be right now. So you just made my day. (laughs) (laughs) You just made my day. Seriously, I want to know how the practice goes. Okay. Keep me posted with how many days a week you choose to target and how the practice goes and just kind of keep me in the loop about if it's working for you or if you try it and it's a huge failure, talk to me about it. Tell me what's going on. And we, I don't want to get too far from this. You know, if it's not working, we'll be able to kind of, we'll learn from whatever works or doesn't work and make it better. Like everything that happens, whether it's really, really great or not so great is going to inform the next step. So keep me posted for sure. Okay. Okay. I will. Thank you. So many powerful takeaways in that episode. I know many of you, I certainly can relate to this sense of my only strategy is eat less or jump around from diet to diet. But when you really pay attention to you and what works for you and you accept that what works for you right now might not work in six months, but you work to develop the skill of figuring out what is working, what isn't working and how can I adjust it? then you are in control for life. You're in control for life. And those are the kinds of skills that I try to teach within the Fat Loss Fast Track, sometimes one-on-one, like this conversation I'm airing today, oftentimes in the group setting. But how can we create your strategy? How can I teach you how to know what's working for your body based on some fundamental principles, how do we create this framework that is a forever framework for you where I'm not telling you what to think and what to choose, I'm teaching you how to think and how to choose while paying attention to what works for you. So as of this air date, Tuesday the 20th, Fat Loss Fast Track registration for summer 2017 is open. You can find the links on primalpotential.com. If you get lost, shoot me an email. I'm happy to help, but I have free webinars whether you're interested in the Fat Loss Fast Track or not, or you're just not sure yet please join one of those webinars. If you aren't sure how to find that information on the show notes page, shoot me an email. I'm happy to help. Thanks again to my client and to all my clients who are willing to share their stories because I know it really resonates with you guys. Have a great day. Hope to see you on the webinars this week and really hope to get a chance to work with you this summer in the Fat Loss Fast Track. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.
Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.